The time is now. The episode is episode 26 of the Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast, and I am no longer flying solo this afternoon. I am with... Single Light Medusa. I'm back, everybody. I know. We missed you yesterday. I got all somber and heavy. Yeah. As we talked about the death of that poor girl. That was really, really tragic. Yeah, but I felt that that was best, you know, not with our sort of comedy antics. Exactly. You know. But I think that was... Trying to bring a little dignity to the podcast. Yeah. I think that was a really important thing to share, though. Yeah. So I'm glad that you got that story out there. Me too. I am enjoying today, uh, as well as you are, Single White Medusa, I am enjoying a keen almond Olay with two pumps of almonds. So it's very tranquil. Yes. You're all gussied up in your best uh, Kate Spade dress. Yes. And uh, I'm a little dapper today. You I would are. say I'm you, very dapper, in fact. You're trying out a new, a, kind of a new what? A new style? A new outfit? I'm just playing combo. with a style that I, we've got. A, we've got a, an early evening dinner down by the coast, so I'm feeling jaunty. You're looking very. Is there an Italian Riviera? If not, you're looking very Italian man yeah. in the French Riviera. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm transitioning into an Italian gentleman of a certain age. Yeah. It's a, a, and I think that's that's kind of my jam. That's where I'm going now. Right now, I'm uh, enjoying the schadenfreude of watching the jerks at Susie Cakes <laughs> have to wear their masks. Um, we've been set free of the masks in California. And these people were the biggest Nazis. The biggest panic pandemic fear porn instigators they gave everybody a hard time they even I, I, they even screamed at me one time several incidents i've watched people just fling themselves away from this restaurant uh this cakery as it were and now everybody's free of wearing masks but they are still requiring themselves to wear masks and here's where it's going to get wacky we might get to see this right now they're requiring that you still wear masks when you go in so Obviously, a lot of Karens and Kyles are now going to go to work on them and people. This lady's masking up to go in, but I, I think that they've probably only invited more rancor on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but man, they were really there. There are some businesses uh, the the employees were just enforcing it, and they were pretty cool about it and everything like that. But the Susie Cakes people were just the biggest jerks. Yeah. Completely. But you said <clears throat> that Karens and Kyles were going to go to town on them, but wouldn't that be us? And we're not Karens and Kyles. I reject that hypothesis. Well, there will be Karens that want out of the mask, and those Karens are going to... I call those freedom fighters. Okay. <laughs> I don't call well, those there, Karens. There's people that are going to go in there and give them a hard time. Good. Because they're... And, and, and those people in there kind of invited that on themselves. Yes, they did. And and I don't know why the sort of more ephemeral the corporation, the more needless, the more sort of like, you know, if they're if they're flying a pride banner, there's a likelihood that they're going to stay in mass forever. Mm-hmm. Because it's like that David Hogg thing. They need to virtue signal to you for the rest of your life that they're better and they care more. And the, the main thing is they're not a conservative. They're not a Republican. They didn't vote for Orange Mad. In fact, they, they man, uh, in fact, they care so much that they'll kill you to prove how much they care you care for you. <laughs> and and that is most illustrated right now in the ridiculousness of our Attorney General, who remember the left touted this guy Merrick Garland. Um, he was supposed to be Obama's final Supreme Court pick. 
and he uh, he looks like what an adult adult diaper would look like if it were a person. Um, he looks like a dry, withered husk of a man, just kind of grinding out. He seems very beta. My bet is he have he has a very strong, overbearing wife. Um, but uh, he came out of the box yesterday and called half the country white supremacists. Now. He said white supremacists, according to the FBI, which he's kind of the leader of as the DO, as the attorney general and things like that. Um, he is saying that white supremacists are the biggest problem that the United States is facing and that all the intelligence agencies are no longer going to go after Al-Qaeda. They aren't going to go after MS-13. They aren't going to go after nuclear weapons. They're going to go after operatives. Chinese, <laughs> Russia. The, the government will now turn inward to go to war on, quote, unquote, white supremacists. Now, single white Medusa, mm -hmm. drink of coffee. Sure. When I say white supremacist, what do you think of? KKK, wearing their hoods and their robes. That's what I think of. I've personally never seen in real life, yeah. nor have I heard anyone talking, you know, white supremacy type stuff, even if they weren't in the outfit. Yeah. And skinhead guys. Sure. That's and, true. And cooters. And down there in the, in the, you know, driving around in the, with the cap, you know, kind of folded there and the pickup truck with the Confederate flag and beating up poor gay people trying to pick up dudes in bars. Like just, you know, like everybody that you ever see that's on TV, that's going to hurt somebody is always a white supremacist. Mm -hmm. So, do you know any of those people? Nope. I don't know one. Yeah. And literally, like I was saying, I've never even like observed one in real life. Have you ever seen one in the greater L.A., Orange County, Central Valley, New York? You've traveled all over the United States as an opera singer. Have you ever have you ever seen KK people or have you ever seen these sort of like neo-Nazi skinhead? Like in any kind of meaningful other than a lunatic kind of, you know, hey, there's a jerk. You know, like... Like, if I have seen any, they've been kind of homelessy, And I kind of grew up in the punk movement. And, and after I got out of the army, you know, I hung around some punks. And, and I would say they, they weren't, they weren't, there, there were, there were the San Bernardino skinheads. And I'll have to admit that they were a little on the race. No, they were probably a lot on the racist side. But most punks knew not to stay, you know, most punks are pretty left wing. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what I figured. Because, yeah. um. Yeah, sure, I've seen punks, but I don't think yeah. I assumed that they were white supremacists. If anything, probably what you said, I probably assumed they were more leftist. Yeah. Um, I guess the only real-life thing, and it's not really real-life, I think you've told me maybe that, or somebody's told me, in jail, like, there's the Mexican the gangs, Aryan. and then there is, like, an Aryan whatever gang in jail. Like, I've yeah. heard that that is there. Yeah. That's the only thing, like, real-life thing yeah. that I've had any... And that's Everybody, and from what I know hearsay. of jail... Everybody in jail is racist. Uh, yeah, and because they're all kind that, of ganged That's up just how gangs. it is. Like, you know, yeah. you've got to, you know, everybody kind of, if you're the same color, kind of watches out for everybody's back. So mm -hmm. so we can make the argument that the Aryan Brotherhood in jail is really just like a protection racket yeah. for white dudes uh, who are trying not to be beat up by groups of black or brown dudes or, Asian you know, or whatever. whatever. And so that, yeah. and those groups have their own groups. Yeah. And so they would be just as racist as the racists in prison. Yeah, exactly. um, In fact, one of the biggest gangs in, Mex in California is La M.A., mm -hmm. and we have problems with MS-13. So, again, haven't seen a lot of problems or crime due to nope. white supremacy. Mm -mm. So, yeah. now that's interesting. 
the FBI guy, or the AG, Merrick Garland, who was touted to us as a, a sort of Pliny the Elder of the latter age, a, a wise man. And I remember when uh, McConnell and company shot him down, and mm-hmm. M- M- uh, Obama did that thing where he purses his lips, and he kind of looks at us like, you know, you guys could be better than that. You know, like always that condescending Obama uh, look that he had, that we didn't just do everything that he wanted constantly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Merrick Garland says that white supremacy is running amok. Now, I saw all year long a lot of Antifa and BLM violence, mm-hmm. and and I've seen some Muslim terrorism, yeah. and I've seen some left-wing shooters, and I've seen some, I think there might have been one or two right-wing shooters but I've seen a lot of disaffected, mentally ill young men on both sides. Yeah. I've seen, I watched Andy Knows, uh, we watched Andy Knows, um, one of the probably bravest reporters out there right now, his presentation to uh, Hillsdale College, and and he showed us uh, actual physical damage, actual wounds that people had received from Antifa. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I mean, like, like people with their skulls smashed in and, and stuff like that. So I've seen that. I haven't seen that from the white supremacists. No. And, um, Merrick tried to say that. Oh, are you on a first name basis? <laughs> no, I just blinked on his something Garland last name for life. a second. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that the January 6th thing, I think he's like trying to pin uh, that on like yeah. that. That's, that, that was, was part the, of the white supremacy thing. And you're like, where? Ever. Like, yeah. What on that day had anything to do no, with race? Like, well, that's <laughs> interesting, and I think people caught the Tucker Carlson thing now, that it seems that the FBI has now come the Stasi, if you don't know the reference, that's the East German police during the Cold War, and they're now out creating the crimes that they want to bust people for. I think mm-hmm. that story is going to develop, and we'll get into that on another podcast, but that definitely is concerning. No, here's what white supremacy means. doesn't mean those skinhead guys... Um, doesn't mean, uh, the Aryan Brotherhood in jail, doesn't mean your, your white, uh, uncle who doesn't like people of color or, you know, whatever, doesn't mean that. Now it does. That's what a white supremacist actually is. I mean, the uncle thing's a little, you know, like everybody's racist to an extent. Uh, even, even the pundits who call everybody racist have admitted that, but they have an okay racism that's okay to get away with. Um, because hating, it's, hating white yeah, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> like if you hate white, if you bully the right people, then you're not a bully, which I think is the Christy Teigen narrative that's being advanced by celebrities right now. She's, she's a hero for bullying, but she bullied the right people. So that's okay. Yeah. But I don't know. I got to research that a little bit. Uh, just saw that kind of flash across the transom mm-hmm. as Dennis Miller used to say when he would be on the raining out baby Dennis Miller coffee pot. I know. I was thinking earlier when you were saying something about how they wish you dead or whatever. Like that's another Dennis, Dennis Miller thing. Yeah. Never. I think it. What was it? Never have people who wished me dead cared so much about my health health or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's them. So, no, what white supremacist really means, and I think people are not actually, I I think, I think a lot of us are clued into this, um, but I think, I think it's something that we need to start spreading around. It's something that we need to start talking to people. I did a Facebook post and a Twitter post. If you want to share that with your tribe, 
go for it. Here's what white supremacist really means. It means patriot. It means MAGA. It means... That's what it means right now. I was going to say, let's clarify. That's their, de- that's their that's, incorrect that's, definition. When they say it. white supremacy is the biggest problem, they don't mean the skinheads. They mean the people who voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. They mean the people with 2A stickers on their car. I just passed a guy with like three 2A stickers. Yeah. Um, they mean people who question critical race theory. People with a Gatson flag. They mean people with a Gatson flag. They mean people who love America and the Constitution yes. will now be white supremacists. Why this battle, 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 um, <laughs> battle is critical right now is they will move that line. They will move it down to the moms. Currently, the tiger moms, the grizzly moms going after the school boards. And I've seen white women black women i think it's an asian woman they are out there muslim giving woman. muslim woman they no well her, her husband was that's right she was yeah. she was yeah um but they're out there giving the school boards hell on critical race theory right now now watch they're going to be white supremacists white supremacist means anybody who disagrees with the regime i don't think we have an administration here i don't think we have a political party that's in power i am noticing a lot of people beginning to use the word regime and i think it is very much that and i think we are in the throes of a tyrannical regime and that regime has decided to begin the end game of america what is the end game of america the end game of america or any nation is when the nation turns inward and goes to war on its own people now when the ag gets up and says that half of you are the problem, and I am directing the majority of our intelligence assets to go after you, yeah. and ignores the foot soldiers that are burning and looting and terrorizing our lives, and going into San Francisco drugstores and looting everything, and having the like, it's almost, and I and I don't think I'm alone in, in feeling like this, but it almost feels like that Will Ferrell line is everybody on crazy pills. I know. It feels like the entire government has almost turned against its own people. Mm-hmm. The taxpayers, the hard workers, the truck drivers, the people keeping the lights on, as Tom from Motel 6 used to say. Mm-hmm. It feels like they have gone to war on us. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a, a pundit that I we listened to, Tim Pool, he was like, Saying we got to fight back, we got to resist, all that kind of stuff, and and then of course people come and say, well, what do you mean by fight back? You know, what do you mean by you mean you're gonna go out there with weapons? You're gonna you're gonna fight back? And those people, you know, we got to watch that now. That could be the FBI trying to rope you into a con, trying to put you away like those uh, insurrectionists, and no no trial, just solitary confinement. Apparently they're getting beat on. Uh, one of the people that I, I am friends with on Twitter is one of their lawyers and uh, and she says they're they're getting they're getting rage beaten on by the guards. So I don't know. Pretty crazy, but uh, I think we have to start talking about this with everybody. We have to make it clear that when they use the code word white supremacy, they mean you. They mean people I, and I think at the core, I think a lot of people really do love America. And I think that there's a small, angry, disenfranchised, youthful, uh, minority group, uh, crazed leftist weirdos. But I'm telling you, I don't think that's any more than maybe 4 to 6% at best. Yeah. 
they hate America. There's no, there's no, but I think the vast majority of people say, oh yeah, I don't like white supremacy. I don't like racism. So of course I don't like the, well, you're not really talking about the white supremacists. You're talking about people like you who love America too and love law and order. They just would like to pursue different political agendas. And I, and I really do honestly say, I don't think we're all that far apart right now. Here's the one thing I would say to a lot of African-Americans who have long questioned the FBI. Mm-hmm. Right now, they should be saying to us, welcome to the party. Yeah. We have that in common. The yeah. FBI went to war on them for a long time. And now it seems the FBI is going to war on us. So I think there definitely needs, people have talked about a church commission, um, which is a commission that looked at, you know, the, the, the how the FBI was involved with the KKK. Oh yeah, didn't the FBI already go to war with white supremacy? And, and how come you haven't done that? How come you haven't fixed that? It's like all these elites, they always tell you like, uh, we gotta fix everything. The World Economic Connect, co- co- uh, uh, what is the World Forum, has been fixing everything since 1981. But apparently things are more broke than they've ever been. So good good job on that fixing, guys. Yeah, I, let's maybe fire them and get a new group of leaders in because yeah, they're get, failing. Let's get some people with some bright ideas. Mm-hmm. Apparently you guys, you guys haven't been able to do much. But I think what, I think all these things are just chess pieces and we're just seeing the chess moves. I think that there is a greater cabal here. I think that they're winning. I think everything's going according to plan. I think that um, I think the division that the FBI is trying to create on both sides um, is there for them to arrive at a martial law <clears throat> purpose where they'll be able to nullify the elections. Hey, I mean, the counts and stuff like that, the, if you're paying attention to that news and the things that are coming out, if you thought it was shady last month or you know, four months ago, it, it, it's downright shadowy now. Yeah. Like, it, 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 there's uh, that election is not defensible. Um, the question is whether we're going to hear about it. Joe seems to be collapsing in Europe. It's looking like we're going to get Kamala, and, and I've, I've heard some rumors that this is sort of Joe's farewell to her, then Kamala's going to take over. I don't know. I get a weird vibe. I don't know if it's... Uh, I don't know where it comes from, but I have a vibe that we're not going to see Kamala. Speaking of Kamala, yeah, I learned I like an interesting. <laughs> I learned an interesting factoid today about yeah. the name or the word Kamala. Kamala is the Finnish word, as in Finland, for horrible. horrible. And I checked it myself on my translator app, and I put in English to Finnish, yeah. horrible, and Kamala comes up, and I was like, what? That's right, Crazy. in a lot of ways. She is horrible. <laughs> I know. And she also is a whore, apparently. Oh, <laughs> double meaning. She is a whore. And my guess is that she was a fairly horrible whore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, well, you know. You know uh, but, you know, it's interesting. Um, I would say be afraid of Kamala. When you go and you look at the Bible, and the Bible, you know, regardless of what people who question it say, you can question it. I think the Bible should be questioned. But the Bible, in a lot of ways, is a warts and all account. Like, even the good people in the Bible, like, it lay, David was an adulterer and a murderer. Like, a lot of stuff gets laid out. But it's interesting. There are a lot of leaders in the Bible. And the male, there's some definitely some bad ones. You know, there are definitely some... And there are some people that you think are bad that kind of aren't actually bad. Nebuchadnezzar is one of those people. He, he had a pride and ego problem, but he did confess that there was a God. 
and and that he ruled over everything. There's some other people that you you think are bad, and if you kind of read further, they actually Manasseh is a big one. Um, people concentrate on the things that he did wrong, but they don't pay attention to the majority and bulk of the rest of his life when he, I think, kind of got straightened out and did good. Um, but one of the takeaways that I've seen from the Bible when it gives you these warts and all accounts of leaders is that sometimes the female leaders were far worse than the male leaders. Yeah. You have Jezebel and you have Athaliah are two that stand out. Athaliah is a woman who is determined to be the queen of Israel and she's so ruthless and vindictive that she even murders her own grandson or tries to. I think I mean, a bunch of them. Yeah, a bunch of them. Like she just, tried to get them all, but one of them was like spirited away and, yeah, and saved yeah. kind of secretly. So, and I've often held that like men are men are tough. You can have some real bad times with men, but you really need to watch out for women because they they're vindictive and they're ruthless. And they're really good about staying up late and thinking about how they're going to get you. So I think Joe and I think Obama, I think they're running some kind of game. And it is what it is, but uh, don't discount Kamala. She didn't get where she got by being stupid. She is ruthless. She may not be good at presenting. She may be dumb about certain things, but man, she's a player. So... Mm -hmm. I don't know if we, I, I think we dodge, obviously Merrick Garland is proving the wisdom of Mitch McConnell. We re, we like, imagine if we had to deal with this dolt, uh, as a Supreme court justice, not that the Supreme court's doing great right now. Roberts is just killing us, but, uh, having Merrick Garland would not have made matters better. I'm not saying that we still won't get him. I could see Joe jamming him in. Um, Kamala, maybe not. Kamala's going to do a lot of favors and, Garland is an old establishment one, and I think I think I think there is, I suspect that there is a war between Kamala and Biden and Obama. I think they realize she's going to go. I think she's more like Hillary Clinton, another bad female, mm -hmm. um, and she's pretty mercenary and pretty ruthless. And so I think she'll play them, and she might win, and she might get away with it. I don't know, but you're going to see some knives out. So <clears throat> now we're going to go to dinner. Yeah, I think we were, maybe you were going to briefly talk about that Project Veritas. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely say check out the Project Veritas video with the Fox reporter, yeah. who basically outlined that um, uh, her betters, quote unquote, at Fox News, um, the producer. I think it was like a local Fox News. Yeah, it was a local Fox yeah. News. Um, that were out there basically uh, shutting down her reporting, especially on... Trump and hydro hydroxychloroquine. There were other things that she hinted to, but I think the telling thing that comes away from her testimony uh, that she did with James O'Keefe is that when her producers came to her and shut down her news stories and told her, you're not getting anything past us until we approve it. And she has a really ballsy, like in her last live segment, she just outed him. And so that was pretty crazy. But one of the producers, some fat old chick, she basically said um, that uh, you're not doing this for the people watching the news. You're doing this for the GM and the CEO of the company. Okay, so we talked a little bit and got into how Vanguard and, uh, and BlackRock really control a vast majority of the com companies, including news, news organizations. So what that's telling me is that news is now top 
top-down driven. It's, it's not going out into the community and finding the stories and reporting those. You have to find the stories and promote the stories that the elites, the CEO and the GM who are answering up the chain all the way to the shareholders at Vanguard, which I think is the interesting thing. I think if you can get into who the shareholders are of Vanguard are, I think that's going to give you some clues about what's going on. It's a little murky, but what it, what it's telling me is they're deciding, and she flat out says that, they're they're deciding what you want to see and what you need to see. And like, I think one of the most telling things is they say, you know, poor black people don't want to know about Bitcoin. She was trying to do an article on Bitcoin. And I'm like, poor black people need to know about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. They don't want, it's not that they don't want it, like they don't want you to know about Bitcoin. They don't want you to have the ability to actually get wealth. They want to keep you doing what you're doing and living where you're living because that's where that, you know, nothing is more leftist and, and nothing is more racist than the left elite, you know, and, and they've learned all the buzzwords to make low information people feel that they're, but man, you, you dig through it and you look at it. They are the biggest bunch of racists. The people who need Bitcoin are the poor and the disenfranchised. Mm-hmm. And I know people who aren't making that much money who are buying it because they get it. Yeah. And I'm not a Bitcoin evangelist. But that was one of the things that struck me in her takeaway. They shut down a Bitcoin article because they're like, poor black people in Houston don't want to know about Bitcoin. I'm like, poor black people in Houston need to know about Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. Her name, I think the reporter is Ivory Hecker. Ivory Hecker. Yeah. And Probably uh, not a real name. Yeah. <laughs> Paisley Brown. <laughs> exactly. Sassy Lopez. That would be your name. Exactly. And I mean, it was weird because Ivory was literally like, uh, readers and listeners have, are literally reaching out to me, asking questions about these subjects. They want more information on these subjects. And they're, try- and they're telling her, too bad, the listeners aren't as important as the executives, uh, the, yeah. the people that own the news company, the corporations, which is crazy. Too bad, Chad. Yeah. I know. So... Anyway, I think more and more people are starting to do this kind of thing. And, like, the more people that can do that live on a news show like that, that's huge because that reached a lot of people that might not have been aware of stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and they... We're, re- we're reaching critical mass. I mean, we're reaching... We're definitely arriving at a moment. I don't know what the moment is. I think that when you look at the real estate... I think everybody in every market right now is saying this is a bubble that cannot sustain. So you and you see the elites and you see BlackRock and and Gates and Bezos pulling all of their money out of the market and moving into land sales. Uh, that's something to be concerned about. At the same time, you do see this growing consensus or chorus of problems with the election. I think that's going to be a big issue. Uh, the word on the street is that the FBI headquarters is not just boarded up; it's empty. Um, the FBI story that broke today from Tucker Carlson, I think that's going to get traction. And then we're going to see something to distract us. It should happen in the next two to three days. Let's see if I'm right. But okay. it's always something to distract. Is it going to be aliens? Is it going to be a school shooting? Um, is it going to be, I don't know. I think they're getting desperate enough to do a false flag, take out one of their own, and then blame white supremacy. Mm-hmm. White supremacy gives them broad laws. Kamala's in power. And you can tell she will not fear using that whip. 
But I'm going to go back to that thing that Tim Pool was talking about, about fighting back and stuff like that. And he said, no, of course. I don't mean violently fighting back. And I'm going to say right now, too, I don't mean violently fighting back either. I don't want a war. I'm not agitating for a war. I am not uh, uh, organizing for a war or anything, civil war specifically. I don't want any of those things. And that could end right now today. Any of that chatter or noise of what I think is brewing out there, and I'm hearing it in a lot of places, that people are heavily dissatisfied and they're being made enemies of the state. That could all end right now today if the government that is in power would stop going to war on its own people. Stop calling them names. Stop criminalizing everything that they do. Go back to the Constitution and just do that. If you can't do it through the Constitution, then this is the one thing I would say. Maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Maybe that's... Go watch Jurassic Park. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Do you want T-Rexes running around? No, you don't. Yeah, I mean, I think the way to do that is keep, can you say, evangelizing for your point of view at that point and trying to get it done through the correct ways of, like, you know, making laws and things like that by people voting. Now I'm going to say this. If they, what makes you think they're going to arrest the progress? I mean, it's clear if you look at it. You are, you have taken power, I think, unlawfully. You have removed any sort of dissent from the media. You're controlling that. Now you're criminalizing half the American population. You're turning your intelligence assets inwards to prosecute them, to find them, to weed them out, to destroy their livelihoods. Um, That's all standard leftist stuff. In, In every totalitarian dictatorship, be it fascist or communist or whatever, these are all steps that have been repeated before. Okay, so if we if we use science and we look at reproducible results, what is next? Some bad things are next. Yeah. Some death camps, some 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 rounding up, some mass arrests, uh, the burning of the Reichstag. All the all these things have been done a thousand times before, and yet all of us are kind of like in Tim Pool and people and me. I don't want this. I want you to stop criminalizing the American people, and I want all of us to just go on with our lives and argue our ideas in the court of public opinion Mm -hmm. and argue them and let the people vote and then accept that fair and legal vote. That's how you do it. But I would say to the people saying, oh, I'm not going to fight back against the government. Actually, you're gonna. You're gonna fight back against the government when you're in a prison camp. But you won't be able to fight back because you don't have any guns and they're pointing all the guns at you. You're going to want to fight back when they come and do a no-knock warrant search on your door in the middle of the night. But you won't be able to fight back because there's 40 FBI guys outside your door. You're going to want to fight back at times when you can't fight back anymore. You missed your window. I'm not saying get together and wipe everything out. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... The past and history indicate we're moving towards those moments. Everybody keeps saying, no, I don't want to. I don't. I get it. I don't want to either. 
But if we allow them to keep going in the direction that they're going, you are going to want to fight back, just like the, the Jews did in the Polish ghetto. Except they had to fight back with rocks and sticks, and the Nazis had machine guns. They got slow-boiled to the point where they said, okay, now it's time to fight back, and it's too late. So I don't know what the, the, the line is there. It's easily solved today if the government stops going to war on its own people. You don't need to fight back. You don't need a civil war. You don't need death camps. You don't need trains. You don't need any of those things. Just stop criminalizing the American people. Problem solved. But it seems that they don't want to do that. It seems that they are pushing for a conclusion. Now that conclusion isn't I got up today on a podium and said, everybody's a white supremacist. No, there are action steps that come after that. And those action steps lead to trains that go to death camps. That has happened before. It will happen again. It seems to be happening now. Yeah, they're pretty close. It's scary. Ooh. Well, until... We Tomorrow. meet again, <laughs> don't know how, don't know when. Hear that vibrato? <laughs> Bravo. That's the podcast. <laughs>